Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Outpost Frequencies live stream brought to you by TheLastMovieOutpost.com for all of your movie news, reviews, and everything cool about films. That's going to get worse every week. Can I'm your host though. this evening. <laughs> I'm your host this evening, not George Lucas, and with me is Sean. Konnichiwa. That's Korean for hello. Pretty sure it's not. Um, isn't it? Isn't it Japanese? I was trying to be offensive and now you've ruined it. <laughs> okay. I think I'm mildly offended. I don't know. I was going to do the slanty eyes thing, but I won't. Um, and Drunken Yoda. <laughs> oh, fuck. Are we live? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I just saw the Batman. You're going to need it to get through the get through the three hours. Yeah. It, it, I, I, I've seen the extended version, which is 17 hours. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, with more... Sl- <clears throat> In fact, I, I've, I've actually heard that Zack Schneider is taking mats from, um, r- notes from Matt Reeves about how to uh, draw out a film even longer. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Jackson's going amateur. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I won't be having um, have a 48-hour cut. <laughs> <laughs> is it you know the uh the the un the original uh, the thin red line cut i think is something you know from terrence malick is something like nine eight or nine hours i don't know if you guys knew that or not oh, or no. care. it's actually it's actually the length of the vietnam war i measure my cuts so, in weeks buddy <laughs> this is you the amateurs yeah. this is the Fortnite <laughs> cut <laughs> So we will get on to Batman later, which is now doing the rounds and had mixed reviews and so forth. But Sean, you said you had some uh, some of the items on the website you wanted to talk about. Yeah, uh, some of the news that come out was the uh, the new Alien movie that's going to be. Uh, oh, I cannot wait. Has nothing to do wait. with yeah, it, it, sequel that has nothing to do with the past storylines or, and of course, since Ridley Squat's involved, Neil, it can't be Neil Bloomkamp's version. That's for sure. So, it's it seems like Ridley has given up. <laughs> he's he's now got to a point where kind of it was a precious property to him, and you know, no, you let nobody touch it, and now he just thinks, oh, do it. <laughs> well, the yacht the fact- is costing me a fortune, so just yeah, write me another <laughs> check, and I'll yeah, fine, do whatever. The thing that bugged me about it was it the in the little story piece on the website it mentions like oh the writer pitched it to to Ridley Squat and you know he said and I was like wait a minute why are they pitching this to him what, who who thought it was a good idea to to give complete creative control and approval to to Ridley Squat on an alien I mean does the guy has, the, does he own the license or something no I, no they just is Fox is before Fox? Disney yeah before Disney bought them they were like we're letting since he's the expert on the alien movies, we're just going to let him. I don't know. I don't know. The, the whole, the whole Hollywood legal wrangling is, is <laughs> opaque yeah. as hell. So I don't know how much control or ability to do whatever the heck he wants is. I mean, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, they, I don't certainly, he wasn't involved in like aliens versus predator or shit like that. I don't, in fact, I don't think he had any involvement on the aliens, alien no. or alien, what was the last Actually, that's true. Alien yeah, maybe like executive producer, possibly, but maybe. I don't recall that. Maybe, yeah. yeah. He well, the thing about it is, is like he didn't give a shit about the property until he got a you know a hair up his ass to do uh, 
um, Prometheus. That is ten years old. Oh God! Do you is believe it really? that? No. Is it really? Twenty twelve. Christ. Which is weird because it was. I think it was just after that came out that I started watching the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> he just finished. It, didn't you? <laughs> that explains the beard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't have. Yeah. I just he just is fresh out of the movie theater. <laughs> what? Uh, what? The we're we're at war burn. with Russia again? <laughs> Jesus Christ! What the hell is going on? The Cold War was just ending when I went in. Now <laughs> <laughs> we're back at it under nuclear threat. Russia was still our enemies. Oh, thank goodness for that. Oh yeah. Right. Well, what's changed? <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, so, and so the yeah. other. The other piece of news is the much delay. <laughs> something that we've all been wanting. I know I've been asking for it for you. Is a sequel to uh, the Will Smith joint uh, I Am Legend. So there's a sequel to that with, with Jordan B. Peterson. Or not Jordan B. Peterson. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Jordan Peterson? Michael B. <laughs> Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Why do you hate black people so much? <laughs> I like to see Jordan Peterson that, you know, a bunch of zombies coming after him. He's going, clean your room. I'd actually watch. I would be <laughs> Make your bed. Now tell me you wouldn't want, you, you'd actually go I see totally that. I totally watch that. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. No, Michael B. Jordan, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, and Will Smith is going to be in it again, even though he died in the first one. <laughs> well, it depends which version you've seen, because there are two, there's a well, theatrical cut and a, and a non-theatrical well, cut. Well, the theatrical cut, you got to assume is canon because... You know, like like uh, well, that's the cut most people seen, right? And not everybody's like uh, saying like, oh, well, this is obviously a take on the uh, director's Look, cut. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I didn't like the. I you know what? I didn't like either of them with either cut. I was not a big fan of. Uh, I didn't like it at all. No, really? yeah. It's a film I've revisited a few times, and I, I quite like it. It's I think it's all right. Uh, no, I mean it's zombie movie again. I I know that there's more to it because of the book and everything, but. I don't know. I felt like like the the purpose of the book, if I understood it correctly, was that he, even though he's the last man on Earth and everybody's changed into, you know, vampire zombies or whatever they are, the the real subtle message was that he was the boogeyman. Yeah, right. He's the monster. That, yeah, he's the monster yeah, that stops the population. Yeah. Because <laughs> what what is normal now? The normal is the population of vampires. Trust he's, the science. Right. He's the boogeyman. Mm. He's the weirdo. And uh, that wasn't really, that didn't come across at all in the movie, in my but opinion. But you can't make Will Smith too bad. <laughs> yeah. Has he ever been the villain in any movie? Um, Aladdin? <laughs> I mean, not unintentional. I mean, you know. All oh, right, I see. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. I give that a 9.6. <laughs> That's the funniest uh, thing you said. Oh, long Since time. we started, ever. This thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think Robin Williams thinks so um, that he was the bad guy. Um, <clears throat> uh, but yeah, again, it's it's another one of these unoriginal. Because again, one another story that I wrote up was about how they're going to be doing Rob, white men can jump with some white rapper guy who I've never heard of. Oh. <laughs> Oh dear! You've it never so heard painful. of a white rapper? I can't imagine no, this that that would rapper. be the case. 
No, no, no. Nobody. There's nobody so many of them. <laughs> nobody gets better than Vanilla Ice. Right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. You know, Vanilla Ice. Go ninja, go ninja, go, go ninja, go. Ninja, hey, let's go. not forget the film that was unfairly snubbed by the Academy. Cool as ice. Oh. Yeah, I mean that was a classic. It was, yeah, like you say, snubbed. It was, I, it was, I, it was I still horrible. Say you haven't lived until you saw Vanilla Ice dancing with a bunch of Ninja Turtles. <laughs> well, I'm just looking at this moment, guy. Probably, yeah. A- apparently, this new version of White Man Can't Jump is starring a guy called Jack Harlow. And like I say, I looked up and listened to some of his music, and what immediately came across to me was is how much the auto-tune was in overdrive why do you with... need auto-tune for rapping <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a fine question point. sir i'd like to subscribe to your newsletter <laughs> that, that is a fine question because i have no idea um and but i mean apparently he nailed the audition but i then i found out that it's being directed by a guy who basically directs r&b rap videos so it's kind of Right, so when you say he nailed the audition, you mean he's your friend and he turned up, <laughs> is what you're actually saying. He, he hired him to direct he his was. first video, is what it was. He wasn't falling yeah. out drunk like most of them, so we just, uh, <laughs> he, he was able to but, say his lines relatively articulately, so we went ahead with it. But again, it, it's it's Hollywood, as somebody said on the, on the talk back of how they're, you know, quick, we need to get some ideas. Let's get that bucket of VA VHS videos we found behind Blockbuster and find some of it. Oh, look, this is a good one. White men can jump. I don't think any can really remember that. And then they off go and try to remake it. You know, correct me if I'm wrong here because it was a long time ago, but that, wrong. it was kind of popular at the time, it seemed like. Now, it was oh, one yeah. of those throwaway movies that a couple years later everybody forgot. But I remember the original was kind of popular, wasn't it? At the time, that's what yeah. I remember. I remember it being pretty good. I honestly can't remember anything about the plot other than oh, it's ter- it's a dog shit movie, but well, it had Woody yeah, Harrelson and Woody Wesley Snipes, Snipes and... giving Woody Harrelson a bunch of crap, and yeah. then they kind of become friends, and then uh, they hustle the street. Circuit. Rosie yeah. Perez is in it, and you get to see yeah. the titties. And then they and then they robbed a then they robbed a subway. No, no, that you're thinking of uh, money train. 50, you're thinking of passenger fifty seven. No, no, I'm thinking of money train. <laughs> there is a there, what they, they no, read no, no. they read it. You passenger know, fifty seven was Arsenio Hall. Oh, yeah. idiot! Be, because because see, this is the shit I remember. I don't actually remember the plot or anything about White Man Ketchup, but I do remember that it was so popular that this was going to be the next big duo. And their next movie was Money Train, which sucked ass crashed to burn and they've never started together in anything else again so yeah and i remember that have tax tax problems and stuff and yeah. so he didn't yeah he's not really made much else either is he <laughs> well he was in he was in that one that um eddie murphy did a few years ago that went straight to netflix but was really really good it was about that uh, b movie oh Oh, uh, uh, the one about uh, Dolomite. Um, the guy Dolomite. Yeah, that's Dolomite my, is my yeah, name. My name is, which I yeah, really right. loved, I, by the way. I think that was a fantastic movie. <laughs> it shows that I didn't Eddie Murphy still it. got it. Oh, give it a shot. It's great. Really? Is it Because I, I dismissed it out of hand because I thought it would be. I, I would I don't think know. you would have loved it. You, Mr. B-movie well, I was exploitation was... bullshit. It was great. What do you mean bullshit? I, 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 it's a, I it's take a, offense to that. It's a term of endearment. 
No, I, I thought it that, would not. That is pretty I, offensive, Yoda. I, I thought that it would not be taking the subject that's, matter That's seriously. the one that got you guys, huh? Yeah. I mean, All this time, I the, me, me saying uh, oh, exploitation is bullshit. That's the one. That's the, that's the line crosser, huh? Okay. I mean, you're sitting here, and I, that's when I say things like Women's Prison Massacre is a good movie. Now I wonder if you guys aren't secretly thinking, it's like, what, what the hell is he doing here? <laughs> Oh, I don't think it was a secret. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say no. We've always we've pretty been vocal on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a slow learner. Listen to my accent. Do it sound like I catch on real fast to you? Nope. <laughs> That'll hurt me. That'll hurt me later. Next <laughs> it'll week, take, yeah, it'll sink in. It's starting to sink in through the first yeah. four or five layers. Two o'clock in the morning, Sean wakes up. Oh, we have comprehension. Hey. It'll wait, wait a minute. It'll be like that scene from The Simpsons where uh, Bart's watching uh, Ralphie. Uh, look, you can see his heart breaking. <laughs> frame by frame. We have got some active chat on the go. For Manning some reason. Yeah. Madink is back. Our, our fan. It's nice to see you, Madink. Uh, Widdy Squads. Squids. Ridley, viewers? It's Ridley Squat. Right? Holy crap. Ridley Squat. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome, we just, everybody. And we just had probably the best comment on there that I've ever seen. Uh, gotta have my pop says, I always confuse white men can't jump with white man's burden. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very based comment. Oh, my God. <clears throat> <laughs> it's good that we've got people actually making jokes on here. Well done. <laughs> I, that's I, 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 you know, that's I, I'm trying to think it. of something. I can't follow that. I can't that's follow funny. that shit. God damn it, pops! Send him, send him the link. That's better than anything we've came up with. <laughs> Man, I started out quite well as well with my Aladdin joke, and then just look at this. You know, uh, I mean, it's just you got, oh, you got topped by pops. You got served. <laughs> so i mean with it then do we need new movies and new ips or are we just now stuck in a place where we will be seeing the same thing churned out year after year after year i think that sums it up screen screen six Mm -hmm. screen seven You know, the one where sydney bristow gets run gets chased around by ghost faced and people get stabbed again yeah yeah this time she hits him with his with her walker. Uh, it's... Squirts an IV right in his face. <laughs> the thing I still don't understand is, is that these movies come out and they're still popular. People go and see them. Uh, and you know, for some reason... Well, that's on us, isn't it? Yeah, nostalgia's a big seller, man, you know. Especially what, now... Us three, or just us in general? Well, everybody. It, it's funny to me that there's people that are so much younger than us and they look back on the late 90s as like oh nostalgia oh i want to i want <laughs> i want that movie from 97 remember that old remember long time ago back in 1998 uh let's bring that back you know, yeah. 2000 no way <laughs> yeah we give the boomers a lot of shit deservedly so but you know i don't remember <laughs> them you know clamoring and having all this stuff for like howdy doody movie or you know well Mayberry. they did different things they bought corvettes and yeah you know, they actually had lives yeah and then they you know yeah took but over the wall street was ruined the economy thing, but you know hey maybe you know, you, maybe we're a lot less harmless just collecting star trek bullshit <laughs> 
Aren't you guys like big on you know driving movies and stuff? So they bought their Corvettes, but they must have gone to see movies in in driving theaters. Oh yeah, of course they did. But you know, they do you think just... they were actually watching the movies in those? Yeah, you know, they were like having. They, they had, were like, bench. Yeah. They had can, bench. Can you seats? get off me, woman? I am trying to watch <laughs> <Yeah>. the film. <laughs> This is Stanley. This is Kubrick's new film. What are you doing? I ain't got time for that. Well, I think you should walk home. To be honest, <laughs> if you can't appreciate the subtle letters of subtlety of the monolith, then I just don't see a future with us. <laughs> that would be such a great date. <laughs> you, you know, s- sadly, you're, you're describing pretty much all of Gener- Generation X's dating experiences here, and it's. It's no wonder most of us oh. are either divorced or single or whatever. I, I, I have a little, I have a little uh, tangent there. Speaking of first date, one, first date I ever had and, and first date with the girl, uh, I go and we go to the movie theater and I'm <clears throat> wearing jeans and a pair of uh, white Chuck Taylors, and uh, I'm sure every theater has their version of this, but it's called a graveyard where they basically put every soda into one thing there to make this, you know, drink. And uh, I, I'm it's just pretty good. But anyway, I'm sitting there with a large one, you know. I got it, you know, in my crotch area to hold it, and I'm getting ready to to take a drink of it. And I lift it up and squeeze it too hard, and the whole thing just comes out all over my all over myself, my crotch <laughs> down. It, it soaks so far down that even my my white Chuck Taylors become like rainbow color, look like tie dye. <laughs> but so I'm sitting there, and she's like, "Oh, oh, that sucks," you know, but. She doesn't make a big deal out, so I'm sitting there because this started like the first five minutes of the movie. So there I am, soaked in this soda for two hours almost. Very, and then after we get out, I had to use the rest of the money I had that I was going to use on the date to go buy myself some some clothes at Kmart, so I wasn't <laughs> walking around and you know dripping wet soda pants. Very embarrassing. This was your first date. Very first date. Yes. What was this and, last week? <laughs> Dude, no, I was going to say, and like 15 years, years later, they're still together. <laughs> no, I say, it, 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 Kmart kind of threw it because it had to be in the 80s. It so, was probably, yeah, it was like, no, it was like 93, I think. Or 93. 93. Okay. Yeah. And that's when you went uh, into the Batman and you just got out. <laughs> and I just got out. We went to see Batman. <laughs> Have you, have you guys seen I'm that? I'm just mix? all over today, folks. The jokes just keep coming. <laughs> Beat bopping, zinging it all over the place. <laughs> Did you see that meme that I posted on the LMO Facebook page? And it's uh, and not it's 1989. I'm eight years old. I just saw a darker, grittier Batman. Yeah. In 2008, yeah. I'm I'm 14 years old. I just saw a dark and grittier <laughs> Batman. It's 2022. I just I'm you know 40 years old. I just saw a darker and grittier Batman. <laughs> Crack me I, I want to see in the future, sort of like I'm, I'm, I'm 80 years old. I went to see a, dark, a Batman that was so dark; it was just grunting in, in darkness. I do like um, somebody, and I, I couldn't even have a good retort for this because it just it, it's like it's really funny, but it also kind of made my soul die. Um, <laughs> And let me see. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Um, talk again, here yourselves. we go with the quality inst- and oh, quality Adley, again, folks. Adley just uh, <laughs> said in the chat that there's a new Live and Die in L.A. That's terrible because that is a great movie that does not need remade or a sequel. 
I don't know if you guys are familiar with that one. I, I, I have seen it, but a long time ago. You should saw, revisit I don't recall it. No, mm. uh, you should revisit it. It's a great movie. My, annoyingly, my watch list is getting growing. It's getting longer and longer all the time. Somebody, uh, just like my tax, just like my tax. <laughs> I'm annoyed that I, I've always had a thing for controversial movies, and I found a list the other day called um, uh, "Movies for the Diseased Mind," and it was mm. things like Serbian movie and, and 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 a few others. Funny enough, somebody actually put Justin Bieber's <laughs> movie in there. Which was quite funny. That made me laugh. But I found one the other day, I and I looked it up. I've got a whole Putin watch list. <laughs> I, I found that. I, found, let me, I, I hate to interrupt. But this, oh, is, this was the this was the comment. It was like I thought it was pretty funny, but also like <sighs> ah, the late nineties, where you could go to the cinema and see a new Batman pick, the latest Scream sequel, <laughs> a new Halloween starring Jamie Lee Curtis, Tom Cruise, and Mission Impossible. James Bond, Jurassic Park, and the disappointing new Star Wars product. Those were the days. <laughs> Glad we're like, out of those. <laughs> that's pretty funny, and my soul just died. That is funny. <laughs> yeah, it's strange, isn't it? Because there's the meme going around of what's his name in Jim, um, Robin Williams from Jumanji going, what year is it? <laughs> all, these film, all these movies are in the cinema, and... <clears throat> We need a follow-up to things like, you know, talking about 99. We think that the things, you know, a follow-up to like Fight Club and stuff like that, you know, because, I mean, that just didn't end very well for me. <laughs> well, the Chinese cut's apparently better. <laughs> That's the one to watch. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I recommend. That, that was that was basically the equivalent of, and Pucci went back to his home planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> out, of, out of, I mean, morbid curiosity. I would, have, been, I would have loved to see that. I'm, I'm, I'm on fire, baby. <laughs> no good, no sequel, but there are good movies out there we just don't know about. That is true. That's I've been true. I tell you about good movies every week. Every yeah, exactly. Time. But they're old stuff, is what he's what Maddox is saying. That you know there are old movies out there which are actually really fantastic. That just nobody nobody seems to find because they just don't get the press or you know they don't get into the cinemas or would you say um, would you say the best most original stuff right now is probably uh, streaming series? I would say that's true. Yeah, I, I, ser- did you say series? Mostly series. Some of them yeah. are limited. Um, there's <laughs> a few movies that. out there, but I like like I I've I've talked about Yellowstone. The 1883 was a one off. It's like ten episodes of done. And, oh really? Yeah, and it's it's um, it's one of the best things I've seen in, in a long time. And so, which one? Um, eighteen eighty three. Oh, that's he's what I thought ta- you he, said. I, he's been talking about it. it for three weeks, and you're just kind of like, <laughs> "What? What was that?" It sounds like American <laughs> horse shit to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it's eighteen. Right. Okay. No. And and right. Okay. So I'm gonna have to look that up. I've never heard of it. It's it's um. It's basically so the 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 original series called Yellowstone. It's set in the modern right. day. I've told you about that one. It's yes, cowboy mafia for if I if I really want to simplify it. Um, but the story of the Duttons in the 1880s and how they got okay. to Montana and and got their plot of land. So that, it's not really original. It's a prequel. It, yeah, oh, a prequel. is it a prequel? And uh, it's it's just it's got to be the most realistic depiction of how shitty the Old West was. And it, it really embodies what what Seth MacFarlane did in, in jest. 
there's a million ways to die in the old west <laughs> and they went through most of them <laughs> so you you mean the old west wasn't polished like in high noon and everybody sort of backed each other up and there was only one gunfight and everybody was all quite nice no, to each other no apparently indians would dip their arrows in manure and then shoot you so that even if you didn't die you would sooner Fair or later enough. you were going to die <laughs> yeah so the real oh. feel-good series you know yeah <laughs> i i i don't know oh. it's not it's not a feel-good series but it's moment, not, it is a good feel series it's not as depressing <laughs> as you might think um but it is I don't know. I just I was I was drawn along with it the entire time. And I'm not really a Western guy, but this one really works. Fair enough. Um, um, it is it is weird that like I say that, yeah, a lot of the series that are coming out. I mean, like I say, I watched Reacher because of the recommendation we yeah. had on the site. And again, that was a that was a decent series. Great series. Yeah. And I do like the fact I, I, do I, I, I said, you do. You'll like it. I, I'll, I'll get started on this week. That's the one. Yeah. Um, but I mean, back in the day, I said about Alias earlier with um, Jennifer Garner, which I, I loved when I was growing up. But I mean, that was a 24 episode of 45 minutes each. And it's just a lot to get through. But I yes. think now they do them in sort of smaller chunks of maybe only, you know, six episodes or eight episodes. It's kind of a little bit more watchable. The one thing I dislike on this, this is their they're releasing them one a week as if this was still 1975. <laughs> yeah. Just release the whole shebang and let us watch it at our leisure. That's the one thing I'll give Netflix. Here, you, Here's your goddamn yeah. series right here. Binge, binge the whole thing. <laughs> binge your, they think, yeah. yeah, they think they're keeping you from like subscribing for one month and what, but they don't realize that we can do that already with, you know, illegal websites. So they're not really saving anything which the last movie outpost does not condone in any way <clears throat> no right. no we don't <laughs> never <laughs> never would i use such illicit things history search <laughs> oh i use incognito mode for, i mean yeah don't do that <laughs> mad dinks one says is it true that high noon was lefties and el dorado is righties I think I think um there's no, some I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure he shot with his right hand, so I think it was righties. That's not what he means. Oh. <laughs> I think that there's uh you know, that's worth taking I can see it, but maybe I don't know. It's possible. Uh, there's some merit no, not, there's some merit to that theory. Yes, some of those sites are illegal, Madding, and we don't know what any of them are. Not a one. <laughs> Not even the anyway. pirate bay. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like them. I'm, one of my favorite jokes is where every year it comes around, it's talk like a pirate day. And my favorite quote from that is, I say that a dope premiere is very expensive. I'm going to follow up. Okay, all right. I'm going I'm to tell no, my favorite. I was just going to say, I'm... I'm going to follow up with another with another pirate joke, just very quick. What's a favorite? What's a pirate's favorite letter? R. I don't know. R. No, everybody thinks it's R, but his first love is the C. <sighs> okay, my I'm, favorite pirate. Uh, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys. <laughs> All right, I'm going to tell my favorite pirate joke. Pirate comes in. He's got the uh, you know the big uh, helm wheel. He's got it like just attached to his belt buckle. It's just huge. <laughs> 
thick. Just attached from, to so the he's from, he's from Texas. Yeah, it's it's saying. enormous. <laughs> and uh, and the bartender says, "That's that's a pretty large wheel you got there." He goes, "Ah, it's driving me nuts." <laughs> That re- <laughs> have you ever looked up the uh, urban di- the, the the urban dictionary uh, uh, pirate? Well, what is it called? Oh man! But, it's, but never mind. It's too foul for me even to say on YouTube. I, I shouldn't have even started. But continue. funny enough, since we always end up going down this route, there was a, there was an old series back in the day in the seventies. I think it was on British TV called Captain Pugwash, and, and apparently. <laughs> Well, apparently, all the way through it were these horrendous gay jokes which kids didn't understand. And apparently, Pogwash, if you look it up, is something very unpleasant. And there was there was characters like I remember called like Roger the Cabin Boy. <laughs> and obviously, somebody wrote all this, sent it to the BBC as a laugh or whatever. Then they turned it into a series. These kids are going, "Oh, I love a good Pogwash." No, 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 you don't. No, no you don't. <laughs> Can we talk about Batman, please? Yeah, let's get to Batman that I didn't see. I'm I'm still halfway <laughs> through it, so I'm gonna go. <laughs> okay, we're gonna do spoilers, all right? Because if I'm... you haven't seen the Batman yet, there will be spoilers. There will be spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, I'm just warning you now. You've ha- you have your you have your fair warning. Spoilers ahead. Arr. So I don't know why I did that. Uh, the the movie I said my 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 hot take review was this was the greatest two and a half hours of Batman ever put on film. Unfortunately, the movie is three hours. <laughs> my my spoilers just to say is um, of the Batman is one he smells and two Robin laid an egg. <laughs> Joker did not get away though. <laughs> There's a third sentence reference this episode. What's going on here? Oh, that was well before the sentence. Oh, I, I know. Look, I'll tell you what, what I, probably most people nowadays would recognize that from. Yeah, know. I know, which makes me feel old. <laughs> Maddox has just said that he hasn't seen it yet, so we will try to keep it as spoiler-free as possible. No, we I'm won't. going to spoil um, the hell out of it. I, we, speak I mean, we, we won't mention that Batman dies at the end <laughs> at all. <laughs> That's what killed it. I mean, we're going to go from there. You say that in jest, but in a way. Metaphorically speaking. Metaphorically speaking, <laughs> Batman died at the end. Because I have, I have, I have, I have my reasons for saying this. So let's get, let's get into it. Let's start. Let's get started. So Batman is, it starts out, Batman's been going on for two years, right? So this is not year one like it was uh, sort of people theorized it was going to be Batman year no, one. No, it's been going on for two years, Sean, so it's <laughs> year Batman, two. Batman year three. Um, <laughs> and it's Halloween night, and this, this the mayor gets murdered. And this kicks off a whole investigation, and Batman is brought into the investigation by Lieutenant Gordon, and the the first the, the the whole thing is trying to figure out one who the riddler is and where he is and two who who is doing the murders and he's murdering and he's targeting corrupt politicians cops da's that sort of thing and they're all almost all of them are corrupt except for 
probably Jim Gordon and Batman, from what I can tell. And for, and for some reason, at each of the crime scenes, we find out there's always a note to Batman. Right, because the Riddler believes that Batman is is on his side. And he doesn't understand that Batman has lines mm. that he won't cross, right? And it all kind of culminates into finding out a lot of past history, finding out who was a snitch, who got the Maroney gang, but it turns out a lot of people are paid off, and it was really just to get Carmine Falcone to basically own the city. And... That is all brought down by the end. I have, have I summed it up reasonably well? Yeah. Okay. And there's like a man that, with a like funny there would be mask. More happened that more would happen between that though. That doesn't it, seem well, like... I, I I I mean, there's so much that happens. It's kind of like the long Halloween. I mean, what's the long Halloween? Crazy woman starts murdering bad people, and it takes all year for Batman to figure it out and find the person. And it's all the story in between and the relationships and things like that. Now, the ending, that when it ends, when they finally figure out who's done it and everything, then the, and they capture the Riddler. The Riddler does that kind of tired thing where he basically wants to get captured, gives himself mm. up. So is he like a serial killer in this or something? Yeah. I did not see him eat any breakfast, no. I, 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 I mean, I wouldn't say he's a serial killer because he likes to kill. That was quite good. It, it no, was, no, we're going to nice ignore try. it and keep we're, moving we're, on. We're just breezing on by, bud. Um, I just waved at it as I ran by in the car. Uh, the, the Riddler is killing because he believes there's so much injustice that's been done to him. He was an orphan and... There was supposed to be a found the Thomas Wayne Foundation was supposed to take care of the orphanages. They called it renewal. Mm. It was this whole thing. And re, once but then then Thomas Wayne got killed and renewal turned into just a big giant slush fund for everybody. And and guys like him were, you know, waking you know, when they were kids, they were waking up to rats eating their fingers and things like that, you know. So he's that pretty Which just, I did again, I didn't get. I live in England, that happens all the time. Well, well, that's you know, so you can third relate. world country, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Uh, so uh, the the end when when they figure out the Riddler and what I and and they find him, that's when the movie takes because because at that point when they captured the Riddler and Batman talks to him to me that was the 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 ending point they figured everything out. The, the bad guys who were either murdered or were brought to light. Um, you know, there was there was a lot of ways they could have taken it to kind of wrap up all the loose ends. But instead, mm. all of a sudden, Riddler, who has been very specific in going after people that were, in his mind at least, were criminals and uh, corrupt. Mm. Now, he believes Bruce Wayne is corrupt, but that's more of, him being jealous because even though Bruce Wayne was an orphan, he got to grow up in a mansion and he had all kinds of money. So what's he bitching about? You know, he's got is, so much privilege. He's got so much privilege. Yeah. yeah. That's when they throw out that kind of stuff. Um, all of this, all of these, the, the, the actual mystery itself hangs upon Catwoman's 
friend or possibly girlfriend. It's not really clear. Mm. I'm gonna... no, she made it clear she was bi. Zoe Kravitz has made it clear that Catwoman and Selena Kyle was bi. Yes, because this is very important. And yes. this girl gets <laughs> this girl knows things and she gets murdered. And Catwoman is trying to find out who murdered her. Her girlfriend got her, killed. Her girlfriend got killed. So Catwoman's trying to figure out who murdered her girlfriend. And a lot of that is what gets us from one point to the next, along with Riddler murdering corrupt people. So between those two things, they all mm. kind of come together. And it's all kind of, the, the whole mystery is figured out by about the two hour and 30 minute mark. Would you say that's about right, George? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, then, yeah. For no reason at all, gets... Riddler decides he's going to put Vans down by the river, <laughs> down by the seawall uh, uh, shorefront, blow them up, and flood the fucking Mildly city. Mildly spoiler points. I, I, I don't saying. know why he wanted to do this. I have no idea he wanted to That's do That's the bit I didn't understand either. I and, didn't get that bit either. And his following, which is only slightly bigger than last movie Outpost, is, <laughs> is, so, is full of people that, you know, kind of probably are mentally unstable to begin with who take his message to heart and they go in to the flooded amphitheater. It's like, it's like Madison square garden and they want to shoot the new mayor and they want to shoot people and create chaos. And I don't know why all of a sudden this, you know, it's like they threw in the Joker's plan out of nowhere. Yeah. And then back, I, the and, whole last bit, I like to say, I was, I was left confused with that as well. Yeah. And, and Batman beats up most of the guys to save the mayor, to save the people. And one of the guys says, and, and, and they ask him, who are you? And he goes, I am vengeance. And that's what Batman has been saying the whole thing. I am vengeance. I am the knight. Right. And suddenly he decides he's not going to be vengeance anymore. And he goes down to rescue a bunch of people. And he brings out a torch and he leads them out. He looks like Moses leading the Jews out of Israel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, if oh, just what passes is... the water, it would have been perfect. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on here? Also, Batman realizes it's not a good thing to beat criminals in the face. No, that's his whole thing. And and I guess he's going to continue to be Batman, but they don't. This is where I thought I don't think the writer really likes Batman. I don't think he likes him. See, again, I didn't get... I know that at the end sequence, when he's carrying the torch and everything else, it seemed incredibly dramatic. But I didn't... To me, I, 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 I didn't understand on. why it was overly hyped that he was doing this. Because I was thinking, he's a good guy and he's rescuing people. Uh, I don't see the issue. I'm not saying that Batman wouldn't rescue people. I'm saying that this weird epiphany that he had, that he shouldn't be vengeance anymore. I'm like... He's always been. I didn't vengeance. get that. I was going to see. I didn't get that. Remember, from he it. just kind of looked at him, and you could see the look on his face. Oh no, like, yeah. You know. Oh, well, I'm having an epiphany. I'm like, hey, Jesus Christ, what is? You've been doing this for just... two years. I think you've got this figured out. You know. <laughs> and you know, because he won't kill people, he's still doing it for justice. But he is vengeance for what happened. Now, I I thought this is my my made up ending that I would like to have seen after they capture the Riddler and everything. And the Riddler realizes that Batman isn't with him. Throughout the movie, the one thing that they, I don't think they did quite right, although it could have been a plot point, was the portrayal of Bruce Wayne. 
who was emo and angry and did not see Bruce Wayne should be the, the mask kind of like he is Batman, but he plays Bruce Wayne, this, this, you know, playboy, millionaire playboy. Right. But he also, at least, you know, in most of the stuff that I've seen, it wasn't like Bruce Wayne was, he, he did that and just made Bruce Wayne completely useless. He still ran, ran Wayne Enterprises. He still did all sorts of philanthropic work. He 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 used the Bruce Wayne persona within the law and with his money to do really good things, either to build new um, technologies and stuff that invariably mm. got used by Batman. But also, I I mean, you know, some of it went to a ridiculous degree, like he built the Watchtower. You know, Wayne, Wayne Enterprises funded the Watchtower th- thanks to erasing a couple of line items in the book. Like, right, okay. Well, but, the thing the Jehovah's Witnesses read. Yes. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, they can read that giant satellite in the sky, and they think it's God. Um, so... so <laughs> insulting everybody today. We don't care. <laughs> I, I'm just saying that what they should have done at the end is that he should have had kind of like, okay, I'm going to continue to be Batman. I'm continuing to beat criminals in the face, but I'm also going to use my Bruce Wayne persona to do things beyond that. Things that can't be solved with my fists. And I'm going to put on the mask of Bruce Wayne to keep myself separated from Batman, but also use my money mm. and my, if they had done that at the end, I would have said this would have been a perfect Batman movie and leave off that entire thing with the fans and the water and rest. All of that just go away that half hour, just wrapped it up, mm. have it be a, a better Bruce Wayne, not just a better Batman. I would have thought this was a perfect Batman movie. But it sounds I, really dumb. That ending sounds really dumb. <laughs> Thank you. It, it, the, the whole, the, the whole one match. I'm making up or the actual ending? No, no, the actual ending. <laughs> okay. It, like I say, the whole last 30 minutes of it, I, you know, the whole epiphany bit, and it went into this whole long sequence, which is a good five minutes of sort of slow motion of intake. And I was thinking, why is it making such a big deal of this? He's, he's saving everybody. That's what he does. That's what Batman does is he, he, defeats the bad guys and you just explaining and saying about how he's been having this you know epiphany of no he's not vengeance anymore i that completely went over my head <laughs> altogether. Well, I mean, I'm, um, I'm reading what i'm seeing on screen i mean if if that's not what was meant or something but he certainly i mean he you know catwoman kept calling him vengeance all the time instead of calling him batman for some reason people kept calling him vengeance you know like a nickname which i've never seen anybody do before and then when Riddler's henchman says, I am vengeance, that's when it like came together for him. Because uh, Catwoman yeah. kept saying, Hey, vengeance, what are you doing, vengeance? Hey, vengeance, you want to get a cup of coffee? You know, that kind of thing. I'm like, oh, Maybe it got to the point that my brain had, I don't want to say checked out, <laughs> but I was. I was at a point that it, it had been on for so long, I was looking at my watch and thinking, you know, ugh. You know, that's not a good sign, too, when you're, you know, there's some of these that are three hours. They don't feel like an hour. But when you're looking at your watch, man, that's not a good I, sign. I was not. I tell you, from the from the, the first two and a half hours until Riddler got caught until the and the van thing started, I was I was hooked. I thought it was great. I thought it was doing a really and good job and setting up a lot like, of interesting ideas. And then it just shit the bed completely. It's like you've always said, Sean, that the greatest crime a movie can commit is to bore you. And I had 
I don't want to say I got bored a lot earlier on than that, but I was just very conscious of the time of the whole thing. It is it it, it had to me it, it it dragged out a lot. If that if this movie was an hour and a half, I probably would have felt completely different about it. But knocking on that three hour mark was it was far too long for me. Well, I mean, like you know, I go back to like Lord of the Rings, Fellowship, and Two Towers. I mean, those were even the theatrical versions were each exceeding three hours long. I never felt it in those. I think you no. could do a three hour movie if you're if you're doing it correctly. But yeah, that's the it, thing. It, it hit that it. moment. It hit that two and a half hour moment. That was a logical conclusion for so many things. You just wrap up a few things and end the movie. But then they tacked on this whole thing that Riddler did that was completely out of character from what he had been doing up until then. And, and you know, performances were fine. Paul Dano was great. Um, I I think Batson was a good Batman. Um, Jeffrey Wright, I like Jeffrey Wright a lot. I think his Lieutenant Gordon was just basically... Oh, what, do think, thing, what do you think, Batman? What do you think, Batman? The only thing that got me about his, his, his performance was... I this is when I put the video up with myself and Aggie talking about it. Aggie said that he can't stand Jeffrey Wright. Nah. <laughs> he just doesn't like him, and he said that he is completely devoid of personality in any of the roles that he's played. And I said that what got me was is it seemed like Lieutenant Gordon had had laryngitis, and I kept wanting him to go <clears throat> and then talk normally because <laughs> he was always very gruff. Like this. That's and, Jeffrey Wright uh, in every movie. Yeah. You know, and, and it was it was a shame because it again it just really took me out of it. And it was and I said it was a bit like Ocean's Eleven where in the remake of Ocean's Eleven, everybody's trying to outcall each other and everybody's trying to be as cool as they possibly can, and I'm gonna be cooler than George and I'm gonna be cooler than Brad and all this kind of stuff. And that's what I th- I thought Jeffrey Wright was doing was just well Batman's pretty cool. But I can be really cooler if I talk about this, <laughs> you know. Nobody's cooler than Batman. Come on. <laughs> but that's, that's the actually, impression I got. You know, I got to tell you, Batman's a dumb character. Can't help. You know, sorry guys, but it's just one of the stupidest comic book characters. It, it, is, it is. You know, in real life, why would a billionaire dress up like a bat to punch bad guys? I mean, obviously, it's it's not it's just ludicrous. that. But his 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 whole you know ethos i'm not going to use guns or kill anybody i'm gonna lock the same guy up over and over and he's going to break out and then murder and then (laughs) but but i'm not going to you know the punisher you know that's the way you do it which that's the change which there's been some interesting stories you know like the dark knight returns right where batman says all the people i've murdered because i wouldn't murder you you know because i wouldn't break my rule Mm. but i mean Mm. i think there's some some interesting See, the best Batman stories go through some interesting philosophical ideas about murdering the bad guys instead of putting them through the court system of justice, even if the justice doesn't always work, because justice has to be blind, it has to be impartial, right? And if you're killing out of vengeance, I like the one thing I liked a lot in this movie was when she wanted to kill uh, Falcone and the uh, the cop that... The, and by the way, Maddie, you say did the Riddler killed the girlfriend? No, it was no. the um, it was the mob boss Falcone that did it, or at least one of because his because basically cop she was. On the, on I was going to say yeah, she she's kind of sleeping around with quite a lot of high profile people, right. and she obviously knew a lot of secrets. And that's this is the beginning of the movie, so you're not you're not we're not spoiling anything too much there. No, but he he stops her from killing. Um, 
uh, Falcone. And he, he says he doesn't. He says he doesn't deserve to live. He's like, well, don't throw your life along with it. Don't throw your life away along with it, which I think is, mm-hmm. you know, a- admirable. I mean, like if she shot him, she'd go to jail, too. Right. Yeah, he'd be dead. But, you know, put him through the the wheels of justice. Personally, I'm, I'm all for putting these these guys into jail for 40 years and letting them rot and have pain for a long time. You know, killing's too easy for so- but uh, yeah, see him, see him biting a bit of never, It never works that way in real life or the bat, especially I, yeah, the Batman. Nothing, nothing's perfect. I agree, and yeah, you're you're right. And part of that is because they have to keep making the stories, and you know, you gotta yeah, of course, yeah, I, yeah, yeah that's the I, whole I get all that. But I mean, some the best stories are generally Batman stories, and the reason why is because he goes through a lot of these philosophical things. He, he put, he puts these limitations on himself and then questions whether or not these limitations are a good thing or a bad thing. Why shouldn't he use a gun? I mean, it's, it's silly. It's a tool, right? But he doesn't, that's his thing. I get it. And I mean, he can, can beat, him in the he can like, pe- he can beat people until they're crippled for life. You know, <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah. you know, and, and not they never shoot him to the justice system. Yeah. <laughs> but shooting him, you know, that's just too much. Yeah, he, he he has he has the bat plane, which is equipped with missiles, which is yeah. basically a flying gun. But sure, you're not going to use a handgun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, you could you could pick it apart entirely, and you gotta you gotta you know for any of these Kate movies, I, I won't gotta... cripple you, but your medical bills will. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and now I'm going to make sure you only have an HMO. <laughs> now, not only am I going to cripple you, but I'm going to cripple the the Gotham City taxpayers because they're going to have to foot the bill for everything I do for you while you're in prison. Exactly. Yeah, That's... it's like none of is is Bruce Wayne secretly you know footing the bill for all the people. That he cripples and beats up and shit. There because... was there was some stories where he yeah. he went a little too far with uh, some henchman that had a kid, and then he went up not only taking care of his medical bills but getting him a job at Wayne you know Wayne Enterprises things like that. So I mean, when they do that kind of stuff, I find it interesting because it adds some layers and texture to Batman. That I would argue uh, that if you're going to do that sort of thing, you don't have any business being a vigilante. <laughs> well, and he's is is he truly just a vigilante? I mean, a vigilante would just kill people, right? Well, he the law is not sanctioning him going out and like breaking a guy's legs without finding him guilty. The law, of the law is the one that that set up a whole bat signal on top of the goddamn building. I think that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think he's that's sanctioned. A, that's the whole stupidity of it. It's like, well, I'll follow the law. Well, dude, you're out here. You're not a cop. You're out here beating people. You, nothing of you've done is proven them guilty in a court of law. But you're going. You, you know, know you know what's funny if you if like the original they would like cops. <laughs> The original Batman show with Adam West, uh, they make it a point to say, no, Batman and Robin are duly deputized officers of the Gotham Police. <laughs> yeah. Hold up your right hand. Your right yeah. hand. <laughs> I state your name. I, Batman. <laughs> I, Bruce Wayne. Batman. 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 Damn it. Batman. I mean, Bruce W. No, no, no. That's too obvious. Uh, B. Wayne. <laughs> There's a fourth sentence reference right there for you. That's a deep cut. <laughs> I, um, I love yeah. I love the movie until I absolutely hated it. I mean, that's really what. I, and it took me it took me like some a couple of hours of digesting because I walked out of it and go that was 
pretty good, but there was something sticking in my craw, you know, and I just I, I, I watched some other guys opinions and, and tried to figure out what was bothering me about it. And, and um, you know, I just I can't get over that completely. I mean, that ending is tacked on. I can't. I, it feels like suits saying we need a bigger, bigger ending, bigger with explosions. I bet that's the case. I bet that's really, really the case. I bet that but, you know, it, I didn't feel like a bigger cut, though. You know, it wasn't an ending like, I don't know, off the top of my head, Endgame, you know, obviously, which is like a stupidly large ending. But, I mean, that, that was an ending and a conclusion. This felt like the story got to a point and then it just set up the second movie. Yeah, I mean, it was 30 minutes that didn't need to be there. No. And I'm like, oh, and I mean, what did you do? You, it, I, there was 30 minutes of movie just stapled to the end of the movie. I, I agree. See, I, I would say that with the three-hour time mark, the bits, the thing that really got to me about it was, is the fact that I don't think you needed any of the Penguin scenes. You could have you could have cut all those out and put them into a DVD extra, and it wouldn't have made any difference to the story. He helps it along slightly, you know, because he meets Catwoman because of her and stuff. But I mean, the bit the bit where he turns up at the Penguins Club was kind of really <laughs> like you know. I didn't mind that too much, and part of the reason is is that Colin Farrell's probably the best thing in this movie. And oh yeah, totally. And and I you, I could not tell that was Colin Farrell. Not one no. iota. I mean, I ne- you know, sometimes you kind of like, oh, I see him through the makeup. Ne- I don't know how they did it, but man. It, it, don't get me wrong. He was brilliant in it, but I just felt that his his role in it was just, it didn't help the story along. And I just kept thinking how much shorter the film would have been if you cut well, most you of his for the car scenes out. You need him for the car <laughs> I heard uh, put Yellow Flat... I heard Yellow Flash 2 say that was the greatest car chase he's ever seen in film. Is no. that? I don't no, know. Yeah. Nowhere near it. I thought that was no, a little... It was fine. Good. Yeah. Yeah. A little dark. Um, the whole movie is dark. It is at night. I like the look of it. I like the grime of the city. I like that the city looked dark and dirty, but it didn't look like some stupid Gotham fairy tale, you know, like gothic, yeah. all that. Fun, it, it looked like a real Eggie. city, but it looked horrible. Like Chicago. Apparently, apparently a lot of people yeah. on Twitter are very offended by the film because it uh, made them think of their own shithole city and, and <laughs> overrun with the crowd. I'm being serious. I've seen. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was like there's several, you know, YouTube commenters have made <sighs> videos about how all the all the people that live in, in these big urban shitholes are for, complaining. For somebody, about, oh, who, lives in Eng- for yeah, somebody like- who lives in England and it rains a lot, I was completely offended. Well, it made them think about like they saw. I was like, hey, that's that's kind of like where I live. Yeah, that could be Detroit, man. Oh man, it really is pretty well, crappy. They, they were going to film in Detroit, but they were like, nah, this is too crappy. Yeah, it's like nobody will believe this. <laughs> I can see, I can see somebody setting up a camera on a tripod and turning around for a second and turning around. And yeah. The camera's gone. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I just, I wanted, I loved, I loved it so much. I, that I, I, I mean, the movie actually. You know, the more I think about it, it, almost makes me angry how badly they shit the bed at the end, or the last thirty minutes see, shit the bed, and I'm just like going, I, "No." I have a different take on it. I felt the opening sequences were pretty good, and I liked the depth of field shots and everything else, and it kind of set set me up for what it was. I didn't know what to expect from this. I didn't actually see any of the trailers. The only clip that I saw of the whole movie was the car chase, 
um, that we put up on the site the other day. So I didn't know what to expect. After a while, I found that the art house direction and the long shots with the deep focus and everything else actually started to aggrate uh, me a bit. And I just thought, okay, we get it. You know, you're being arty and everything else. Let's just see what happens. And somebody said that they did shoot some of it to try and get away with the PG-13, which was then weird because it was a 15 in the UK, which is kind of a not a 12A it's a, or a 12. It's a 15, which is more more along the lines of R. And, I mean, I didn't see anything in there that made it a 15 at all, to be perfectly honest. I didn't think the violence was particularly uh, it was, that bad. Uh, the violence was a little... It wasn't like it was graphic, but it was a bit disturbing in how the Riddler went about it, but not... Uh, I'm old and I've seen so much of it. I'm just trying to think from a kid's eyes. It'd be a little, you know, a little creepy. Um, I liked it. It looked like a comedy. (laughs) Yeah. I liked the way it looked and I liked the, the, I liked that most of it was at night and I liked that it, it felt dark and grimy and gritty and it was all shot. Well, some people complained how dark it was or how, you know, colorless it was i was fine with all that i thought it looked good felt like a it's, batman it's the animated series kind of looked to me and almost well um eggy who couldn't make it here this evening like i said i did have a chat with him which i will get up on the on the on the website but i mean he said that if you think that marvel is a comic book it's more like the dc series are graphic novels and i think that's a good way it's a good analogy you yeah. know of the two that you know that you generally the marvel movies are quite bright and colorful and and everything else whereas they the dc stuff is much darker and and, and put in that kind of way right. like you say yeah it, uh, i don't know i think what it's the, a good I don't, one thing you could say about the mcu is that lisa has for the most part a pretty consistent tone and yeah. the dceu is like we don't give a crap we're gonna do dark brooding we're gonna do the joker we're gonna do Man of Steel, we're going to do Shazam, we're going to do Peacemaker, Uh, we're going to do the Suicide Squad, we don't give a crap, you don't know what the hell tone we're getting, it's a grab bag, folks, so I just, I don't know, I like, there was so much to like about this Batman, and so much to dislike, so I'm I'm really two minds of this one. We've had, is it Hashir? say that the Batman was great. I love the complete experience unexpectedly. And I know that there are people that have, like I say, Eggy was, you know, really for it. He's not a huge Batman fan. I know he likes DC. Um, But he, he, again, he made some actually good points in the chat that we had about, which actually not changed my mind, but makes me want to see the film again. He said about the whole emo Bruce Wayne and how he saw it more as what Bruce Wayne should be like. We've seen like the Christian Bale Bruce Wayne, where he's kind of, you know, buying restaurants and flirting with women and all this kind of stuff. Whereas, um, I can't remember how Aggie put it now, but the Bruce Wayne in this one was much more subdued because of everything that he has gone through. And, you know, he Which... is fighting criminals at night and then not being able to do anything during the day. There's a whole scene, there's a scene at the beginning that I didn't understand why he put his sunglasses on. And Eggie sort of said that he's just not used to the light. He, you know, he lives in the darkness. He's... I, I, I totally agree with him. And I think that that's, that's why I said if at the end they had that, that he would have realized that his, because of what, what happened with his dad and what happened with the renewal um, slush fund that his dad created and how it got totally wrecked because 
his dad died and he wasn't he was he was totally focused on being batman and hmm. he very rarely did anything as bruce wayne and i feel like because because the mayor came out and he said, you know, I want to talk to you and we need, you know, you could you could be a good force in this city. I think that that was leading up to that, where it's like the Bruce Wayne persona can be valuable, too. And mm. yes, you could put on the act of being a millionaire playboy, but that in, in the comics and in a lot of TV shows, he was more than that. He did have the playboy thing going on, but he also he ran Wayne Enterprises and he created a lot of good and he did all sorts of charitable and philanthropic work with his money and yeah. that's valuable too that can help the city too and i feel like that they were leading up to that that they they put in little seats there to lead up to that and then he could have you know cut his hair came out and said you know what i've i've ignored this city too long i have you know been too much into myself because of what happened to my parents but my dad wouldn't have wanted it this way and i'm going to announce the the, the you know getting rid of renewal renewal yeah a, <laughs> yeah a, a new but, but that we will make sure stealing money and <laughs> yeah i'm going to keep an eye on this and we're going to help the orphanages of gotham or something like that he can't do that as batman yeah. and and batman still has a has you know you need him to punch penguin in the face that's great but you also need bruce wayne to do some of these other things uh during the day and that felt like it was trying to be explored and then uh, now we're going to blow up the seawall and flood the city and we're going to do all that shit and then moses is moses batman is going to lead the <laughs> jews out of the i'm like what is going on here <laughs> i like i say i didn't know what to expect from the film and maybe if i had watched the trailers i would have been more mentally prepared for it and so i mean like i say again talking to Reggie, i will give it another try but i just I don't know. Like I say, I, it didn't. Uh, it was. It, there were silly things that were going on in my mind, and I kind of hate myself for doing this. But in the movie, I kept thinking, right, how many Batmans have we had movies now? So we've had Adam West, we've had Michael Keaton. You know, it's like this is the seventh one. And then I kept thinking about how DC doesn't have any coherence with them. You know, they have been trying, and they. I'm not being funny, but they've been trying to do what Marvel have done, and they've kind of missed the mark. And then Eggie explained that the Penguin is now set up to do his own TV series, apparently, in the future at some point in time as a spin-off. And it's, again, they're trying to sort of shoehorn that in, but then what's happening? And my, my brain kept going to all these different places, and so I just felt, like I say, I'm annoyed at myself for doing it, but I couldn't then just sit there and enjoy it, because I don't think the film was just grabbing my attention throughout I, yeah, I mean i will say this is probably an ex the one thing about batman is that you could do a lot of different things with them for some reason i started watching the batman the brave and the bold it was an old well it's older i mean it was like 2010 2008 i don't know it was diedrich bader voice batman it's a very it's a light-hearted but not an adam west but it has a lot of funny <laughs> moments in it uh, of Batman teaming up with all kinds of different DC um, heroes in all sorts of wacky adventures. But he plays it so straight, which is interesting. And it and it, it makes me laugh. I mean, you could do that with Batman. You could do the Adam West with Batman. You could do the mm. gothic fairy tale with Michael Keaton. Um you could do the the more realistic city saving Batman, um, with uh, uh, Christian Bale. Uh, 
You could do Batfleck, which is more the Justice League kind of thing, an older Batman. And you could do this, which is much more detective Batman. The only thing you can't do is George Clooney Batman. That will always fail. But, um, I mean, there's so many ways to do Batman that can be fun and interesting. I just did, and, and I was so hooked. I'll be honest with you. I, I unabashedly loved it. If that's what you're looking for out of Batman, you're looking for a dark detective tale a la Last Halloween or something like that. Mm. It had everything you wanted. It just went on a half Nailed hour it. too long and just screwed up everything that I feel that it set up. Right. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about the car. That is because... the angriest Batmobile I've ever seen. <laughs> um, somebody said, I think somebody mentioned it earlier about the car, uh, which I can't see there now. Um, no, I can't see it now. But somebody sort of said it was, it, they said it was, it was kind of the worst one. I did like the fact, one thing that I've kind of, with the previous Batman movies, always been annoyed at is the fact that Bruce never built any of the stuff himself you know he was he always got it imported from taiwan or china or wherever it one might be and for me i've kind of always thought that iron man was better because iron man was building his own stuff and so obviously he was he was much clever but in this one there is a He's great a lot shot more fun where... at parties i guarantee that <laughs> yeah that's right give me a melon <laughs> in this one i did like the fact that the car at one point was kind of laid out in bits and that he was working on it and obviously he was mechanically minded and intelligent enough to build this car with this rocket on the back of it i suppose yeah. is the best way to describe it and I, I, I the only like thing the i had car. a problem with is that it felt like it was always in this because apparently this went on if I if I heard it correctly, this started on Halloween and it ended like on November sixth or eighth or something like that. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's about so, a week or so's time. Yeah, and I mean that car was a mess. I mean it was there was nothing resembling a car at the beginning, <laughs> and then all of a sudden he has a fully working rocket car just there, and I don't know how he. I mean, did he was it in the back? Did I miss something? I, I can't believe he took he it built into the it garage. Quick, it was in the back garage. Uh, no, 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 no. He's in, he's, he took it to his local garage. And going, yeah, we'll be able to have that done by Thursday, mate. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah. in pretty rough condition. You put a rocket on the back of it, did you? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know much about rockets, but I'll give it a look, yeah. <laughs> but the car itself was pretty good, and the car chase was good. I, I certainly wouldn't put it in one of the best car chases I've ever seen. There, there were times I was struggling to figure out where things were, and there was a little too much. That's the one place where I got a little irritated at how dark it was shot, and I understand it's night. I mean, it wasn't terrible, terrible, but there were times I lost track of what was going on. To me, it was very reminiscent of the car chase inspector, um, the James Bond Spectre, where they had Dave Baptista, I think it was, dry, and they both had... Uh, one was Aston Martin and one was another very expensive car, Ford Fiesta or something, I don't know. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. But they were driving through Italy or again, <laughs> or wherever they were. And again, these cars are sort of, and I just thought it was a very lackluster scene of a, of a car chase, whereas James Bond has had, you know, some outstandingly brilliant car chases. And this one was just, it was good. And I mean, the, the final crux of it is, Obviously, when he then does the jump and goes through the flames and lands and everything else, that was that was great. But nice if that wasn't in the trailer. Yeah, because I just kept waiting been... for him to get to that point. 
That's, that's that's the other part. That's the worst thing when you see something like that in the trailer. When you get to the oh, we're at the car chase. I'm just waiting for him to say, "I got you, I got you," and then he comes out because yeah. you know it's coming. So everything up to that is feels just like you're, you know, biding time to get to that point. Yeah, and like, again, oh, that's, so I mean, that, that's that, I, that took away the trailer. The trailer f the car scene. Yeah, and okay, let's talk about then Alfred. Because apparently somebody said, I'm sure I've seen a review on it, and somebody said that he is in there for something like less than 10 minutes of the entire movie. That that might be true. I didn't notice it being too little or too much. I mean, I was, I, Circus was good, and the way the plot was working out, I didn't have a problem with it. I, I was yeah. fine. I, I don't know. It's kind of... Who in a three-hour movie, you'd expect a bit more than ten minutes. Who plays <laughs> well, they, Alfred in this one? Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis. Gollum. And he Andy. didn't want to say precious. No. <laughs> Batman's my precious. Batman doesn't like you. Nobody likes you. <laughs> I mean, Serkis is always great. I mean, Serkis is a... a, a unbelievably underrated actor i mean the guy is fantastic but i just felt he kind of just wasn't particularly used in this well he did get blown up halfway through and was in a coma for half of the movie so there is that that does kind of crimp your style when you're in a coma for a bit yeah Mm. okay then so let's talk about zoe kravitz as catwoman she looked like uh like uh your little sister playing dress up <laughs> who's also had an accident with the scissors and cut her own hair yeah look i she's, I, she's fine as an actress i don't think she she was too small to be catwoman now to the movie's credit when she came up against batman batman overpowered her pretty damn quick it wasn't yeah. much that she could do but the rest of the time she was kicking people's asses twice her size and she looks like she weighs about 85 pounds soaking wet and i didn't get much of the chemistry between the two of them either. Yeah. So they're so they're not going to have the love uh, story between them like they did in the Nolan Batman, I guess. None of that. I mean, the, there is a couple of kisses, not to spoil anything, but there are a couple of kisses uh, between um, oh Batman and Commissioner Gordon. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> the film's gone all woke. That was that was pretty good. That was that was passionate. I felt it. I felt the love. I think I've downloaded the wrong one. Um, <laughs> um, but again, I just for me that again the issue was, and I hate myself for doing this. Was I remember seeing the headlines where she was explaining how Catwoman was by, and it was just kind of. You know, and the, the, there was a, a couple of mentions of like white male privilege, and again, it was kind of just shoehorned in there. And well, I know I, I always get the impression that she is quite that woke. She type is. Of person. Well, let's oh, talk about let's talk about that. Which elephant. is weird because she's getting all the work because of it. But anyway, <laughs> did you hear about the reviewer that got lit up on Twitter because he he came out of came out of the the movie and he said. He had like a half hour, 45 minute long thing. And for one sentence, he said, I didn't, you know, I didn't like that every white guy in this is evil, except for Batman and Alfred <laughs> and all the black, all the minority oh, yeah, people so are good. Name from Geeks and Gamers, right? He got like Nine a million. Minutes. Yeah. And he got, he got uh, lit up. I'm like going, yeah, but that's okay. Do I have a particular problem with Jeffrey Wright as, 
or, or even of the casting of this as far as minorities and stuff go, not really because I think everybody acted just fine. We mm. could talk about physical you know, presence and things like that. That's not something an actor can really help to a certain extent. But I didn't have a problem with that. But my problem is, is that you guys made this a thing. You made race the <laughs> most important thing. No, you did. Yeah. yeah and yeah, you, yeah, said, know, yeah. you said, you said, if you don't like that we change out white people for black people, you're racist with your simpleton attitudes towards all this. And mm. so even if these are good actors and they're doing a good job and this maybe is, you know, because 20 years ago, 25 years ago, sometimes they would do this occasionally where they would race swap or they would put in a black character mm. that you didn't expect. But we didn't think much of it because they were trying to, to do something different and it was just interesting. We didn't think yeah. of it as you're trying to shove a, the message down our throat and just assuming because you all are fucking racist and you know you are. Everybody in Hollywood is a piece of shit racist. And you do this because you assume that everybody thinks like you. You assume that every fanboy out there that complains about this is a simple-minded fool who only cares about race. And so now you can reap what you sow. When people start arching their eyebrows and asking these questions, you brought this shit on yourselves. And you deserve all the criticism you get at this point. You, you know, if you didn't make the message so fucking important, then there wouldn't be a problem and people wouldn't be questioning all this. So you've made this bed. You can fucking lie in it as far as I'm concerned. Not oh, she's going to sleep well tonight, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so tiring. He was on a roll. Man. I thought, I'm not going to interrupt because it, it is true, though, that, that, you know, Hollywood is getting to a point. Oh, by the way, Maddox, it's just orange juice. That's all it is. Um, I'm I'm one for cordials in the evening. Oh, the it's not my it's not my own pee. Um, I get up. <laughs> He's not rich enough to stick here and Um What was the point we were making? Yeah, Hollywood has got to this point where they have they've they've kind of ruined everything, and now they're sort of blaming everybody else. And it's kind of no, you you all you wanted to do was preach this message. I'm going to come back to Star Wars again. They were saying about how the force is female before the movie was even made. They were making it about a statement before anything was was yeah. even shot. Yeah, they decided that, and then they were like, okay, now let's design this movie around that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. If you introduce just a strong female character, you know, we've had Ripley in the past, and, you know, even like Tomb Raider, you know, the game and everything else, everybody loved Lara Croft and stuff because it wasn't forced. It was just great to see a female in, a, in, in that kind of role. But now it always is an agenda, and because it's now being forced, it just it feels so awkward. Well, the whole civil rights era was a grand lesson on understanding that the immutable characteristics our race our sex our skin color all that kind of stuff was the least important parts of ourselves <laughs> and that our our talents our our integrity our our actions are the most important parts of ourselves and they have regressed retarded into this simpleton mindset where the only thing that's important is race sex and who you're who you're doing and it's 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 stupid. It's moronic. You are dumb idiots and you mm. are hateful racists. And I'm sorry, but you are. Everybody in Hollywood is a hateful racist. I don't mind saying it anymore, except for, I'm sure, a, a small few. They, they've created this, this 
nastiness and they are destroying all these characters by pretending that they're doing something grand or something. They're not, they are racist and they are hateful and they're bigots. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not playing their games anymore. The industrial revolution and its consequences have been a disaster. (laughs) Yeah. We're coming back to (laughs) Tech. It is it is horrible to see, like I say, being the fan of Star Wars that I've been, to see what happened because of the whole wokeness and everything else, it's, it is, it's been heartbreaking. Yeah. And I know there are people out there who still think it's great. I've got a friend who I, I knew, we used to um, watch movies together on a, on a Wednesday evening many years ago, and we always used to discuss films and everything else. And he is now completely woke. And what's, what I... He says what he thinks people want to hear, but what makes me laugh is is he he wants to be a writer and he wants to write movies and everything else, but he's a white middle aged man, and the whole the whole trend that he's promoting at the moment is actually stopping him getting work. Yeah, yeah, he's committing seppuku with that. Yeah, you know, and I just I don't understand it, and I just think it it looks so stupid when he says you know there's I mean he liked the Matrix. Um, uh, resurrections because of bugs in it. Um, Jessica Hardwick, is it? You know, and she was great as the female character and everything else. And it was like, yeah, there was a lot more in the movie than than just that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just kind of any movie which pushes this woke agenda, which has then got these females being all powerful and everything else, is automatically brilliant. And it's like, no. And it, <laughs> classic could you imagine? Wars. Could you imagine watching a movie and that's the only thing you took from it was? Yeah. It pushed a leftist, you know. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, progressive agenda. Like, I don't care about what. Oh, uh, the action, the effect. But that girl with the blue hair uh, has a dick. That's what really matters to me. That is, it is one of those things that I mean. There's some people I remember in the chat back on the site. uh, It was a long time ago now, but we mentioned June, the 1986 June, and somebody sort of said, "Oh, that film's terribly homophobic," and I thought, "Was it?" And I, I, I really had to think and think to myself. How? I, 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 That's what I was thinking. Well, how? Well, I mean, there were some moments in there which were actually, I thought, I, I, mildly I te- homoerotic. I, you know, I, when he pulls the plug out of that kid. Yeah. And, and, if anything, and, and yeah. I, well, there, there was a guy was, who was falling in love with a girl. Oh god, that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, that's... Clear, clearly they <laughs> hate gay people. Ew, what a big. But with it, I mean, you. Some people just go to the movies it, it, i mean again this is coming back to you know there were people weeks ago saying batman's going to be the greatest thing of all time and i was thinking why bother going and seeing it because you've already made your mind up and some people will go to the movies with the whole right how is this going to offend me as a feminist well, maybe just enjoy the movie <laughs> don't go in with like precondition of i'm going to hate it because of x y and z and again, but that's the whole world in which we live in at the moment. People just pre- automatically prejudge, no matter uh, what. Yeah, they don't. They don't go to it to enjoy it as a as a work anymore. It's it's a it's a potential tool to use as a leverage for something else. You know, it's a yeah. it's a way to make a statement that, that the, something that they actually care about. The the movie doesn't matter to them. The character, the IP, whatever. It's a okay. I can use this for my new blog post that I can get twenty million on twitter to, to like and then you know they'll notice me and and you know that's the thing you know I, you gotta wonder how many of them that spout this shit even really believe it themselves you know don't. you tell like like jimmy mm. kimmel for instance you know he's he's playing that basketball player with the black face but then he cries about it on you know 10 years later it's like dude come on 
You don't. Yeah. Do you really? You, you, do you think he really believes that shit? It, it's, I am. It's I am. Cream soda, Madding. Just to answer your question. It's cream soda. A and W cream soda. I, you know that I, cream I am, is white. That's a little. Uh, could you drink a something racist, a little? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a little racist. See, I'm not being racist. <laughs> Yellow. <laughs> so you hate Asians? <laughs> that's pretty racist. That joke is. Uh... No, it says I'm not racist because I'm. I'm I've chose the color yellow. <laughs> I'm so white, I'm clear. There is there is a great meme on an old quiz show in America, and it, and it was a quick it was a kids quiz show, and the question was to this this young lad, and he says, um, "How would you describe somebody, or, or what what is it if somebody is yellow?" And this kid goes, "Asian." <laughs> And there's an Asian kid sat next to him, and the question, the answer was, "No, a coward." <laughs> I, you know, I would like to stick with my answer. <laughs> you know, uh, joking about that though, I dated a Vietnamese girl for four years, lived with her, and and uh, I would always like make reference to her. I would tell her, "Like, oh, get your cute little yellow butt in there." Absolutely no. If, Fence at all on her, this you know. Is, again, this is the thing that the people that are getting offended by the offensive stuff have nothing to do and have no actual context with with anything that's going on. I, I think I said this last week about Speedy Gonzalez, how he got cancelled, yeah. and half of Mexico went, "Why?" And they said, "Well, because he was offensive." And he was like, "We well, really liked him." Did you ask <laughs> you know? us? No, yeah. no, it's offensive to white. Uh, upper class college liberal kids in Harvard. Yeah. Well, yeah. f them. Yeah. Nobody cares what they think. Well, you know what? You know what I call? You know what I? You you were mentioning how um, these uh, Sean, you were mentioning how all these er, these leftists, they're just they don't they don't know anything outside their city. They yeah. don't understand how people. Are, I call them urban hillbillies. <laughs> hey, that's offensive. <laughs> to hillbilly, to actual hillbillies, yeah, you guys are much yeah, well, well rounded. What do you think I am? You're American. Yeah. I live in the mountains of Appalachia. That was very. I funny. am. I am looking forward to the time when this whole trend of wokeism is over. And I mean, I want to say when the whole trend of remaking movies is over, but I, that's never going to stop. I mean, to be fair, that has been going on for a long time. As you know, long said, as they've been this going on since movies have been. I mean, Wizard of Oz it, was first done in 1910. They did it in 1925 and then 1939. Yeah. So, as long as these ESG funds are going out to these places, they're not going to stop the woke shit. The government yeah. is sub subsidizing it, and they're not because so they don't give a shit if we go and see it or not, because they're getting you know they're getting yeah. this ESG money, so that it doesn't matter. That's why they don't care. If they run D DC Comics into the ground, Marvel's the same way. It doesn't matter because if you don't buy it, it doesn't matter. They'll just I I don't know. I think I think there is this is all going to come to a head one way or the other. The money can't keep flowing like this. People yeah. are not going mm. to support it one way or the other. Either they vote these people out, who then vote these funds out, or people stop seeing. I don't know. So I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, that's very optimistic. I never change. Po <laughs> that stay gold, pony boy. <laughs> I, hey, look, I, I don't know that when this comes to a head, it's going to be an optimistic time. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you there. I, I don't know that this is necessarily the way we want it to go. 
to be honest with you. I hope that it's just a loss of money. I hope that's the worst of it. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. I though. have a lot of concerns. Yeah. Hasn't this been fun talking about Batman? <laughs> uh, if George I'll... wasn't so racist, we'd still have 10 viewers. <laughs> <laughs> thought I was raining it in today. Um, <laughs> um, I'm trying to reach out to the community. It, 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 it he's, is... trying to rap with, he's trying to rap with the kids, you know. Get on the <laughs> uh, there is a great, uh, I, I, I won't post it on here, but there is a great little video of a guy, of a priest, and he's trying to do a rap about Jesus, and I've he ends up using the, the N-word at the end of it. Everybody that's ever been <laughs> on the Jesus internet. Jesus is my... <laughs> yeah. I believe everybody that's ever been on the internet for more than an hour has seen that video. I, I actually have not, but I'm going, oh, to, yeah. I'm going oh, to go dude. search for it now. <laughs> it's so just in priest. Yeah. I I just uh, I'm, I'm it's the on guy, YouTube. I'm yeah. the guy that loves the 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 guy talking to his dog and supplying the dialogue. So I got this beef. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't take much t- see now we know why he doesn't like a masterpiece like the batman he's got this real high brow entertainment like a guy faking a voice for his dog god damn right <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot more wholesome yeah. than disney these days that's true that's and true. also um i i found the news earlier that disney is going to be going offering a cheaper subscription but with adverts then what's the point of I don't understand I, that's I, something that, else that... actually do you know what that's something else just to get on my bandwagon or not bandwagon my soapbox about it just for a second is oh, here I'll put you Net... <laughs> Netflix you pay for Netflix and you get no adverts I love that why is it you pay to go to the cinema and then you still have to sit through 25 30 minutes of adverts and traders I'm, I'm paying for the privilege of being there I shouldn't have to see them I don't. That doesn't bother me though. I kind of like sitting through the trailers. To be honest with you, I like seeing trailers. Yeah, yeah, but not adverts. Uh, well, I don't. I've, no, I'm with I've George on this seen... one. I'm fine with the trailers. Trailers are yeah. kind of part of the movie experience. Yeah. But yeah. there is all these weird ad- advertisements yeah. for Tombstone Coke Pizza, or yeah, yeah. all sorts yeah. of stuff. And then they get to the so that part happens at the beginning. It's kind of like you're just waiting for the trailers. So I guess that's better than watching those stupid slideshows or nothing. And then they do the, 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 at least this is the way it is with AMC. They do the, they do the trailers fine. And then they say, then they do this thing says AMC celebrating 100 years. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's fine. Then they do this two minute long thing with Nicole Kidman walking into the theater, talking about how much she loves the movies, and how even heartbreak is somehow good here. And, and I'm like, just get to the fucking movie. And then they do, and then they, and then they do uh okay. And now our feature presentation. Okay, good. And then they did the, a Batman, like the preview for the Batman of the movie. I'm getting ready to freaking watch. What are you doing? And it's like, and then you could get this Ford Mustang or something. I don't know what it was. It was like a big tie-in. I like going, oh Jesus, just start it, please. I, I, it was supposed to start at one. It's two thirty. This is a three-hour movie. You've blown my day. To be fair, I, <laughs> I started watching the trailers for the Batman a year ago, and now I'm just about to start the film. <laughs> yeah. And then I've got twenty-two years until it's all finished. <laughs> 
again, just on this point, again, another thing that annoys me is is now that you've got so many companies which co-produce things and they have these long intros where it's kind of, you know, a guy walking, I think it's in Family Guy, he sort of says, oh, a guy walking into a putt, and what's his story? And then it's just, you know, advertising in a hut productions. And (laughs) you have like three or four of these and then it goes Paramount Pictures presents a so-and-so and so-and-so. And I'm thinking, I know. I've just sat through five minutes of you talking about yourselves and now you've put up a title card saying, oh, God, again, that just really annoys me. I do I do <laughs> understand that theaters, especially nowadays, got to do whatever they can to try to bring in some extra money because they're releasing the films on streaming. I mean, this is going to be on Have streaming Have they ever thought about April. having massage beds? I'm, I'm down with that. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to get one from the movie. At least I can get a happy ending from the massage bed. <laughs> I'm here all week. Try the veal. Um, yeah, it is a shame that, I mean, it's the same with buying the food. It's funny because my cinema, right very, very close to it, literally like a 20 second walk away, is a place called Wilkinson's, and they do their own pick and mix sweets. And it is literally about a third of the price of the cinemas. <laughs> for selling exactly the same sweets. I'm pretty sure the stands are exactly the same. And so it's kind of like, oh, shall I buy them from the cinema? Oh, I just got to fill out a mortgage application for my hot dog. Yeah, and- okay. <laughs> you know, my um, favorite is now when you go to the gas pump to fill up the car and the little thing plays advertisements for you the whole time you're you're trying to fill up. That's I did not. But isn't that my- just encouraging... Isn't okay. that just encouraging people to cover themselves with petrol and set themselves on fire? <laughs> Oh god! Now that it's like five dollars a gallon, that's too expensive. You had to find it. You had to like suck on the exhaust pipe or something like that. <laughs> I did read a good one the other day, and it says, uh, "This Valentine's Day, take her somewhere expensive, the local gas station." Yeah. <laughs> okay, he, he's giving me shit for looking at my clock. No, this is a smartwatch, and I just got a notification from AMC thanking me for seeing the Batman yesterday. <laughs> I shit you, you not. I'm not kidding. Really? It, it just came up in my email. It says, thank you for seeing the Batman. And then I think Perfect they're trying time. to sell me more stuff. It's Let's listening see. to, it, it's eavesdropping it's on It's listening, oh, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, yeah. thank you for watching the Batman. And maybe you would like to talk about this in a live stream. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's telling me that I should see um, Death on the Nile, Dog, uh, Uncharted, or Marry Me. Clearly, they understand my taste. <laughs> That's what gets me about Netflix sometimes. Netflix comes up and says, would you like to watch this Melissa McCarthy movie? No, I wouldn't, Netflix. <laughs> I don't know where you got that idea from. What do you I mean would... I thought NGL was British? I am British. Listen to this accent. <laughs> I speak the Queen's English. The Queen that's drunk most of the time. But yes, you speak the Queen's English. English, like yeah. the Like the rock band? Yeah. <laughs> yes. We will rock you. Now, now talk about a woke band before the, now talk about being woke before your time there. If if Freddie Mercury hadn't died from AIDS, now he'd really be like a big time star. He's got all the all the points, you know, all the you know, uh, gay, got AIDS, you know, big what teeth. Else? Big teeth, minority, <laughs> and one hell of a voice. Talk, yeah. Talk about death of the Nile. That, no, wait a minute. I, Not. 
I disavow what I said because if he was perfectly woke, he would have all those things, but he would have zero talent. Then he would be the perfect woke. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Unfortunately, the man was quite talented. He's very so it talented. kind of takes yeah. the edge off. Yeah, sorry about Talk that. About- You're too talented, Freddie. That's the problem, see, because you make all the other uh, people look bad from your, your sheer talent. Manning has just said about talk about death on the Nile. Cannot say I'm looking forward to that in any way, shape, or form. Apart from seeing the lovely Archie Hammer, because I do like him. Yeah, I would like this. Support- Anybody who drinks the blood of whatever. And then there's whatever whatever he's there's Colonel Mustard over there eating his own poop. We don't know why. I kind of want to support the guy now, you know, after I read read his uh Texts and death threats and stuff. I'm like, man, I kind of like this guy. Who knew he had it in him? You know, I, I want to <laughs> yeah, see more like, of this. At least he's got some balls. Yeah, Def- <laughs> definitely living up to the Lone Ranger squeaky clean reputation, yeah. isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. We had the Lone Ranger as a cannibal, and ta- and his uh, sidekick is is a alleged wife beater. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm. Yeah, his wife though. I know. I know. She may have had but it you, coming. We don't know. Well, <laughs> that is true. You don't know both sides I'm disavowing of the story, myself. Okay, guys, I'm disavowing myself. I mean, they all got it coming. Yeah. <laughs> Woman moment. Did you guys? Did you guys go back to Batman? We were you were talking about the Jack Nicholson one earlier. Did you see the uh, the pitch meeting on that? You know, the the guy does those pitch meetings. Because I I I had never thought of this before. I don't know why. I just never noticed it. But I just about lost it when he when he pointed it all out. He's like, "So, you got a movie for me? Yes, sir, I do." He's like, "Okay, well, what happens? Well, well Batman comes out at the very beginning uh, to get these two muggers, and uh, and he gets shot. Oh, because yeah, he just but he's fine. He just pretends to be, and then he, he gets up and he and he beats up the two muggers. Does he give them back their stuff? No." He just he just lets them go and tells them to uh, oh I guess free publicity I guess that's one way to go. So then what what happens after that? He says well and then he kind of goes through some of the movie. He says and then he gets to um, you know he saves Vicky Vale from the Joker, and then he has to fight them in an alley. What happens? Well he gets shot and he he, he pretends that he's dead. He's like again. He does it again. <laughs> yeah yeah he does. And then, and then later on in the movie, he decides uh, uh, he's going to tell Vicky Vale his secret. So he goes over there as Bruce Wayne. But then the Joker comes in, and uh, he shoots him, and uh, he pretends he's dead. He's like a third <laughs> time. He does this a third time. He's like yeah. So the Joker then he comes out, he he gets this big parade. He's going to gas the whole the whole city. You know what Batman does? He goes, I don't know. Get shot and pretend he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be his only move. <laughs> I was like, I, I can't believe I never noticed that before. He does that three times in that movie. Man, I haven't seen that movie since at least like 1993. I, but that, I had not thought about that, but you're right. <laughs> I, I must admit, I did watch them recently in the last month or so, not in preparation for the Batman, but just, I, I think what the first one came up on a, on a list and I thought, Oh, I haven't seen that in a while. They are good. They, I'm well, the first two are good. Let's get that right. The Schumacher uh, ones. No, they they don't feel like they've aged as well. I don't, I don't know. I'm they're okay. The first two, I just don't like them as much as maybe maybe Cause I have so many 
different comparisons now. I, I still think that Christopher Nolan is the gold standard, uh, although I wouldn't call it absolutely spot-on Batman that you would know him from the comics. I would say it's still the best set of movies that have ever been portrayed. Of it. I heard last night somebody call him uh, James Bond with a bat suit, referring to the Nolan movies. Yeah, I, I I could see that. I mean, it's it's more of a. I mean, I thought they meant that in the way that of of, of just keep rebooting Batman. You know that you've had several. Oh, they James they, they, they had and, several actors w- without even rebooting yeah. it. You had Keaton and then Kilmer, yeah. and Clooney. You know. I thought Val Kilmer did a pretty good job. The movie itself's not great, but I thought the him was not bad in that. Yeah, but I, I don't know, he's wood. I'm not. He's. I'm not a Batman fan though, so don't take anything. Val Kilmer's about. best movie is still Top Secret. No, it's it, no man. It's uh, Doc Holliday and Tombstone. That's that's his. I don't know. Uh, shut up shut up no 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 no. <laughs> i've seen i've seen top secret many a time and it still makes me laugh now it's it's a very funny movie no, don't get me wrong tombstone is a good movie but out of the two i'd rather watch top secret again well, the val part. kilmer face off let's get ready to rumble <laughs> top secret is funny though absolutely um it's like what about, the, the, real, like, what about real genius you don't you just throw that away you just act like that never happened I only saw that last year for the first time because um, uh, I'd never. It was one of those '80s movies that completely missed me, missed me by. And I watched it last year. and I did quite enjoy it. Hey, Apart from the, the fact, I I thought he was playing the same character he played in um, Top Secret. There's a very '80s movie. All very. of you are wrong. You both. Oh no, yeah. Yeah. Tell Mad, us. Tell. Mad, Mad Mardigan and Willow. Yeah, it's. I can't um, really argue with that. That's pretty. Yeah. He, he he was funny and he could fight really well and he had a nice love scene with Joanne Wally because they ended up getting married mm-hmm. after that. Yeah, they did. That's how they, they met. So their scenes with their chemistry really worked. So I I feel like overall as far as an acting, he was great in that. <laughs> but Maddox has just put Doc Hollywood has never had Val Kilmer in it. No, that's that's a different movie. That's the Michael J. Fox that you're <laughs> thinking about, <laughs> which was remade later in the Cars. Was it really? Was it? Think about it. I've never seen Cars. You ever I seen the first re- Cars, the Pixar? No, I don't. I don't watch child movies like some people. We've we've kind of got, got to check his. <laughs> really? Just, just trying to think back of all. Really? There, not Nazi uh, Nazi prison guards. Really? Okay. <laughs> Nazi prison guards obviously is not made for children. It's made for twenties. <laughs> the last review that Sean did was that thriller, a cruel movie. Yeah, I'm not going to put that in the kids category. Um, <laughs> I mean, there are a couple of scenes showing how children are made. Uh, that's true. Um, <laughs> Very technical scenes. Great detail. The 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 cars no, the movie was is, basically the, the same movie. It was the, the same movie chat, as Doc Hollywood. Chat is we don't see the chat for like thirty or forty seconds or maybe more. No, so, we no. see it. We see it immediately. They don't hear us respond to it for. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's seconds. what I meant. Yeah, there's a delay, so yeah. you we see it, but then you don't hear us respond to it for what almost a minute. It seems like maybe that's how mm-hmm. come we can't respond to your pithy comments on the drop of a hat. So sorry about that yeah there's an ever so such a delay anyway welcome to the live stream this evening <laughs> <laughs> we just finished watching batman we started in march 
And uh, March 1st, I think, is when I started watching Batman. I just finished it 10 minutes ago. We can redo the jokes, too. I don't care. Yeah, he wants (laughs) to know how cars are made. If you've ever seen the movie that almost nobody's seen called Southland Tales, there's a hilarious (laughs) fake commercial in it about how cars are made. It's like a car SUV gets on top of another one like a turtle and the tail. Interesting (laughs) interesting point about Southland Tales. I was nearly an extra in that. No kidding. Um. Well, tell the us long the story because we have nothing much more yeah. to talk about. I used to do cinema checks. So I used to actually go to the cinema and write down all the average and trailers and then get to watch the film. And one week we had to, our local cinema had 15 screens. And so I had a couple of friends help me out because I couldn't do them all in one go. But they had movie in set up in this thing. And so you could... Like with a karaoke, you sing over the top of something. You could act over the top of something. And I did an impression of uh, Jake Blues from the Blues Brothers, where at the end of it, he says... Um, I bet with the accent, it was dead on. Can you do it for well, us no. real quick right now? Could you could you say a few lines um, as Jake? It was the bit where he's in the tunnel with Carrie Fisher, and I can't remember the actual lines now, but he says, I'm sorry, baby. I didn't realize my tux didn't come back from the ceiling. I, my car was running late. He, he, he goes through this whole thing about why he didn't turn up at the wedding. Anyway. That was perfect. The, that was perfect. I thought I was watching the movie. Ex, 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 uh, point of order, just just say so you now. Today is the thirtieth or fortieth anniversary of John Belushi's death. Oh well, well there you go. To the day. In, to the day. If I, if wow. It, March six. I believe that's correct. That is weird. Are you accusing me of anything? <laughs> no. Go ahead. <laughs> I, know, I was not on the said, grassy knoll. Just a killer impression, man. You seem to get a little nervous here all of a sudden. (laughs) Anyway, they they gave us his card and they said, if you phone up and do an impression of John Belushi down the phone, you could win a prize. So for a laugh, I did it. Anyway, about three or four weeks later, I got a phone call at random and it said uh, it was sponsored by Wrigley's Gum, chewing gum. And they said, uh, hello, my name's so-and-so. I'm from Wrigley's Gum, right? um, There was a competition a little while ago, so-and-so. And I'm thinking... Was it? Oh yeah, and the actual first prize was genuinely um, flights out to LA, stay in a hotel, um, a limo tour of Beverly Hills, uh, an evening out in a top restaurant, and there was some, oh a VIP pass to Universal Studios in LA, and a walk-on part in a movie. And at first, my thought was. Who did I tell about this that would phone me up <laughs> to wind me up about this? But it was all true, and it was it was absolutely genuine. But it took them about the company that ran – I can't remember who it was now – who ran the competition, who were overseeing it. it. took them about a year to arrange for me to get a walk-on part in Universal Studios in L.A., which is the biggest <laughs> movie production company like in the world. And anyway, it, one of the, the last offers were um, Southland Tales or – it was oh goodness me, um, bench warmers, <laughs> which was with um, David Spade. Oh and yeah, that masterpiece. <sighs> yeah, and in the end, none of neither of them came off. I didn't get any walk-on parts, but I did go to LA and I did. Um, yeah, I, I met uh, Abraham Ben Ruby outside of a restaurant. Uh, he was very nice, but yeah, in the end, I, I got back home and I said, "Well, I'm a bit disappointed I didn't get the walk-on part because I'd have loved that." So they gave me a thousand quid. So I was like, eh. <laughs> "I kind of wish they'd flown me back out there and actually did a decent walk-on part because to actually be on a movie set would have been quite cool." So that, if you're that watching, that story it... was about as 
boring as the Southland Tales movie was. Wow, harsh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So if anybody <laughs> from Universal is watching here, you Southland. owe our boy here apart. <laughs> yeah. So we have lawyers. So they, since they couldn't get you in the movie, they just gave you money. They paid you off. You should have yeah, demanded, basically. like, no, I don't want this money. I want what I was promised. I, sh- I should have done. I, in, in retrospect, I wish I had. I wish because they did say, "Would you like us to fly you out there again?" And I kind of. That's a lot more than a thousand bucks. I can tell you that. Yeah, mm. and I just, I, I, I kind of wish I had. But I mean, I had a pretty good holiday. Like I say, we had a nice limo tour around all the famous people's houses and stuff, and um, we went to Tiffany's and all that kind of thing. And Ooh, you know, it was for me. Um, not in Tiffany's, no. There was <laughs> this. This is funny though. In there, we, there was I don't know if you remember this name, Delta Goodreen. She was an actress in a couple of Australian soaps, and she was also a singer. And I saw her in Tiffany's, and I was going to go up and talk to her. And my wife said, no, you're not. I said, why not? And we ended up having this little argument. And we went outside and said, why can't I talk to her? And she goes, she broke up that couple on TV. And I was going, well, she's not going to do it to us, is she? <laughs> I mean, I'd like to if she had, because she's very attractive. But I mean, <laughs> it was kind of... <laughs> did you beat your wife for that, for embarrassing you like that? No, she's still in LA, though. Um <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did leave her there. Um, but, yeah, like I say, it, the overall trip was pretty good, but I was gutted that I didn't do a walk-on park because, you know, I could have had a DVD with, you know, me in the background somewhere. Yeah, that would have been big. So my big surprise on this is that you didn't get a letter from the state of California trying to tax you for that thousand quid they gave you. No, that was nothing to do with it. it, well, like say it was... you, yeah, but you were there, so... <laughs> that they they'll tax you if you drive to the state, you know. <laughs> they're trying to no, it was just a, it was just the um, yeah it was just the company um, who, who ran the thing. I can't remember what they were called now, but it really annoyed me that I, I didn't do it, and I so I should have done. Um, in the end, I, I I nearly got on um, as a background extra for Alice in Wonderland with Tim Burton. Have I told you this story? No, <laughs> I, I oh, hate God. this story. <laughs> it's only quick shut up <laughs> we've got nothing else to bloody talk about um, <laughs> go ahead I'm going to zone out for 20 minutes <laughs> I'm just going to browse through this magazine not George Lucas also known as Human Ambient <laughs> um, I got to be an extra on Alice in Wonderland um, um, Tim Burton was there with Helena Bonham Carter and we did the shooting in some of the morning and then they changed the scene over and everything else. And I actually, it was nice. I sat behind um, Tim Burton and listened to him give direction, which was quite nice. When they told us that they could get rid of, uh, we could go and get change and everything from our outfits and stuff, I thought, well, I'm going to go and talk to Tim Burton because they can't throw me off the set now. And I hate myself for this. <laughs> I was completely and utterly starstruck at both him and Helen Bonham Carter. And I, I just remember really sheepishly going up to him going, Hey, Mr. Burton, I'm a really big fan of your work. You too, Miss Bonham and Carter. Bye. <laughs> and walked off around the corner and went, what the hell was that? <laughs> like, just go back and talk to them like normal people. And I didn't. And I thought ever since then, I'm never going to be starstruck again. I don't care who it is. And all the urine on my pants. God. <laughs> and was, then that's uh, how I hope they didn't notice. The- and, and and that and once he met you, that's how Tim Burton got the idea to remake Planet of the Apes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but funny enough, Tim Burton said he would never shoot in England again. 
<laughs> Isn't he married to Helen Bottom Carter? Yeah. They have their kids there and everything. Uh, I can't stand her. Really? She's good. Yeah, she's she good in Flight Club. A, she plays this. I know she was in Flight. You're not supposed. Oh, to she's talk good. About, well, you're not supposed Club. to talk about it. Yeah, I don't know. She just seems to play the same character in every movie to me. Yeah, that is kind of true. Yeah, I. I mean, yeah, she does play. Well, she, she does she play does a lot that, of weird. But she, she has got that British range. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, you're British, so you could either be uh, evil admiral on a star destroyer or. <laughs> Evil uh, in, got, in yeah, other bad things. Guy, bad yeah, guy, bad, bad guy, guy. She's, <laughs> bad guy. She's definitely the uh, female version of Gary Oldman. <laughs> nah, I, hey man, don't, don't, don't. I, Gary Oldman's one of those guys who just seems to melt into whatever part he's doing. I'm no kidding. I'm yeah. always. If you're gonna ever Google Gary Oldman, make sure you leave in the R. <laughs> Gay old man. <laughs> Wow, I didn't realize he did that. Did your did your own picture come up in that? <laughs> I'm old. Why did okay. I turn on my camera? Hang on a minute. What was the third thing? <laughs> That's another Simpsons joke there. Uh, there went our there went three of our viewers. <laughs> well, guys, I think I think we better wrap it up quickly. Yes. Before we yes. Before George tells another story. He's so rude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for watching. This has been another insanely terrible stream from lastmovieoutpost.com. Uh, we'll be back next Sunday. Same bat time, same bat channel. You see what I did there? Yeah, it was very cool. Yeah, I, I know. My mom says I'm cool. There's a Simpsons yeah. reps. Rep yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's six. Keep them coming. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, we, we, yeah, we're lastmovieoutpost.com. You can reach us at contact us at lastmovieoutpost.com. I am at drunken Yoda one. He is at not George Lucas one. And the entire site can be reached at, at movie outpost. All of those are on Twitter. We have, uh, I did the, oh, and, uh, of course smash that like button, smash it, do it now, do it. If you do subscribe, there's more chat about uh, Batman um, from myself and Eggy, which uh, is quite insightful, uh, I will happen to say. And I'm, it's actually, I'm looking well. forward to seeing that. I want to I want to hear what you guys come up with. Uh, yeah, because he loved it, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm guessing he didn't have a problem with the ending. No. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously, there's something wrong with him. I don't know why. Obviously, but, that's but... why he's not been <laughs> back on. That's why we haven't invited him back on. <laughs> Well, he's British. I think I think he's, I think he's not allowed the internet after six o'clock. So. His wife is very wise. Yeah, we only. I oh, know he's we, the, home, the homies in. I think. Yeah, we don't. We, we we've got only we've already got the one British guy. And that's enough special needs people for right yeah. now. I think. So I'm filling the quota. That's right, <laughs> quota man. So I think that's good enough. Uh, George, got anything left? A anything else you want to say? Any more dull, boring, meandering stories you want to throw out there? Immeasurable sods. Um, <laughs> Agreed. No, apart from apart from, I am going to try and get the podcast up and running again. Uh, hopefully, in the next few weeks. And like I say, I've also got a couple of videos which will be going live soon as well. Where uh, one of them, I think, is hopefully quite amusing. 
Excellent. And of course, you can every Saturday see the entertainment news. I will have more overlooked videos, I hope, coming up soon. Sean, you got anything left? Or are you just basically just a hanger on that just I'm latches out. on to George and I's I, fr- fame? I just zoned, yeah, I was zoned out when he started that second story. <laughs> I didn't even know we were still alive. Oh, I thought I'm... we were in. <laughs> so, I think you've hurt George's feelings. Uh, he's British. They don't have feelings. <laughs> They've got about as much feelings as they do teeth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you two. I will see you next week, hopefully with a much better stream than this one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Outposters, and we'll see you on the next stream. <laughs>